He's going to be like, who the fuck is Troy? Mm. Troy Bolton. Ever heard of him? Yeah, it was Troy Bolton. He <laughs> is a basketball turned singing star. Yeah, he's um, he's so talented. He's a, yeah. a double threat. A double. He can do two things. <laughs> he can do only two things and two, two things that, only. Pretty much that. You know, I don't remember the movies very well, but. You know what? They're worth a rewatch. Uh, for Thanksgiving, we sat down and watched the first Camp Rock movie, and we watched the first High School Musical movie. And High School Musical is far superior. Number one, you got Kenny Ortega on the choreography and the direction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Fucking killing it. You know what I mean? The choreography. Watch the choreography in Camp Rock. Anybody listening, watch the choreography in Camp Rock. It's fucking hilarious. Add Joe Jonas having to do it. Extra hilarious. Um, but yeah, you should definitely rewatch them because they are, they're quite a treat, especially when you know that Drew Seeley voices Zac Efron's character like half the time. So it's fun to figure out when, What? yeah, it's fun to figure out when Drew is singing and when Zac is singing. It's pretty obvious, but it's very fun. Blowing my mind right now. Why can't, I thought he could do two things. It turns out he's I mean, only doing the one. <laughs> no, he does. Do it eventually. He's, uh, the t- high School Musical 2 and 3, he sings himself. But number one, he does not sing the whole time. Sam, soon you're going to tell me as a stunt double doing all of his basketball tricks. <clears throat> I hate to break it to you, No! <laughs> I'm Shelby. <laughs> I'm Sam. It's the ROM complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. and we're back in the in the hot seats Mm. it's been a while we've just been out here luxuriate luxuriating in Mm. our time off i'm just kidding it's been so busy yes somehow somehow december just hits you like a freight train and you're not even on a train track anywhere it just comes out of nowhere (laughs) and bulldozes you sam spent most of december stuck in an airport i I did (laughs) i very much did Stuck in an airport in a state that I don't want to be in. <laughs> yep. But we've moved on from that. We're in January now. It's a whole new month. A January, if you will. A January. I will. <laughs> I will very you Jan- will do that. January it. I'm glad you're doing it. Someone's gotta. Uh, we're talking about new movies. Movies that came out in the last... Year. Month? What did we decide? Year. Year. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're doing movies. You know, we didn't get to hit all the new releases last That's year. True. We we had That's a lot true. of themes. We had a lot going on. So we're going to explore some of the rom-coms that came out in 2022 as we, as we dive in to this new year, you know, hit our resolutions, make our goals, things like that. Exactly. And we're starting with a little uh, Amazon Prime film. <laughs> Listen, Amazon Prime doesn't always hit. It re- They really are hit or miss. And I, I liked this movie. So we're starting with 2022's Something from Tiffany's. I will say I just watched this movie last night and now I got to read back through my notes to remember what happened in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was... I will say it's not okay. Okay, okay. I remember now. Super, Pretty. super memorable. No, but yeah. like cute to watch. Definitely. I mean, it's got a concept there. Yes. You've got this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, guy. <laughs> what the fuck is his the name is main Ethan. guy's name? His name is Ethan. It's- <laughs> you Thank have you. Ethan played by Kendrick Sampson of Insecure Fame. You've got mm-hmm. Zoe Deutsch playing Rachel Deutsch. Dutch? Deutsch? I think she says it. I don't know. It's Zoe. pronounced douche. 
write in let it's us know douche. it's pronounced douche sam oh I've, i'm so sorry yeah say it say her name <laughs> i don't want to say her name sam why to. are you having such a problem with it it's the correct pronunciation help <laughs> um <laughs> uh playing rachel and then you also have <laughs> like shay mitchell is in this movie from pretty little liars which i just thought was always very funny who is Shay Mitchell? <laughs> she's the girlfriend. Other Vanessa is the girlfriend's name. Oh, she's from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, she's a Pretty Little okay. Liars girl. She also owns that bag company, Base. Yeah, you're you're getting into territory that I'm. Not I know. Do about. I just <laughs> I thought maybe you'd seen the ads or something. Anyway, <laughs> have not have not one bit. They don't advertise that kind of stuff to me, Sam. They they know what they're into. They're like, we can't get a read on this girl. You don't want to advertise you don't cleaning travel supplies. Bag? Don't they know that you go places. You know, you yeah, need a weekend like, bag. You need a backpack for the plane. They know. Uh, I'm gonna use the backpack that I've had for like 15 years. <laughs> I think. I you know what's smart? That's that. very smart and very uh, practical. So I like that for you. So right, you've got Ethan. He goes into tiffany's to buy a an engagement ring for his girlfriend of three years vanessa mm-hmm. um he's there with his daughter his, her, whose mother died yes she's she dead she's we love dead. it i mean i know that we just talked about a dead mom bonding experience and yes. falling for christmas we and did. we're doing it again because this movie's got the same thing little mm-hmm. kid is a dead mom bonds with the woman in question over also having a dead mom correct anyway we'd love to see it we'd love to see it this guy okay ethan's getting the engagement ring this guy gary comes in and he's like i gotta get my girlfriend something this is zoe deutsch's yeah the girlfriend in question is is Uh, zoe deutsch uh her her boyfriend he goes in he gets her some like earrings from tiffany's right then he, Gary, the, of course, the son of a bitch, walks outside, immediately gets hit by a car. Because that's what happens in rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Rom-coms love it <laughs> yeah. when someone gets hit by a car. Oh, you know what? Put a top, top 10 tropes. They're right there. They use them in everything. It happens so often we in rom-coms. We love to see it. We love to um, see it. Do we? Yeah. I love okay. it. Especially yeah, when an know. asshole like Gary gets hit by a car. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It is cool. Thank you. Of course, Ethan rushes to see if he's okay. Um, and in the mix, uh, in the hustle, in the b- hustle and bustle hustle. of New York City, they <laughs> switch up their Tiffany's bags and then apparently do not check those bags. When you spend that Christmas much money Day. on a gift. I mean, to be fair, the boxes have like the little special bows Bow on, on them. them. Yeah. But it's very clear that the box is not the same. Yeah. I, I feel like. I would notice. <laughs> I feel like I would notice, too. I feel like if I knelt down next to someone, because you notice you see his bags like lying on the ground and then Ethan puts his bag on the ground next to it, right? Like, like sitting up and then he picks up the one that was lying down. And it's like, dude, I never would have mixed up those bags, especially if I spent that much money on an, engage- an engagement ring. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I did not grow up wealthy. No, the poor people <laughs> I'm paying problems. attention to where my money goes. OK, I know exactly how much money I am setting down on the ground when I set down. I don't care about the guy who got hit by the car. Also, you know? <laughs> why sit on the ground? You have a daughter standing right next to you. Yeah, hold Give this. her the bag. <laughs> uh, anyway, who? whatever. They have to have the movie happen. Right. Right. I mean, we need so, all. We have to suspend our disbelief, I guess, in order to get to the romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ethan, whatever. He has to go to the Ethan hospital. Goes home. He goes to the hospital because the kid is like, can we go and make sure that guy's okay? I'm sorry. Not Ethan goes to the hospital. I meant Gary goes to the hospital because he just got hit by cab. Um, right, meanwhile, right. his beautiful, lovely girlfriend is making them their anniversary dinner because um, she's a chef. and Of course she is. She's beautiful and she has a beautiful dress on and she has a best friend who tells it like it is. And we get introduced to this very fun, cute character that we instantly are like, yeah, this guy does not deserve her. Yeah. Uh, and he, oh, by the way, he's a uh, Ethan is a creative writing professor and, uh, author. Yes. And of course he is. And she's a chef because those are the most rom-com things. Of course. Gary is a tattoo artist, um, who's like hitting it big because Rachel got newspapers to write about. Right. And tattoo artist is also a very rom-com job in the sense that it's always the job of like the villain. 
Right. Of a, in movie rom-coms, in romance books, that's, tattoo artist that's the is. Guy. That's the one whoo, that you're going for. He is built. <laughs> he doesn't wear his shirt as he's tattooing people. Right. Apparently. Yeah, because Gary didn't. We did not see a single tattoo on this boy, and no. it's like, come on, you're giving us a tattoo artist. I want to see something. I don't I believe see those, you. I want to see those slutty little thigh tattoos. <laughs> Show them to us. Anyway. We want them. <laughs> so they're, uh, the, what's his face? Ethan. Um, Ethan. No, Gary. Gary. Loses his memory a little bit. He can't remember exactly what happened. Or he's just lying uh, and saying, because he doesn't want to tell yeah. what's her face that he was at Tiffany's. But obviously he was because he had the back. So I think he just doesn't really remember what happened. And, right. Like, he doesn't know what's in the box because like when in Christmas or morning, of course, they have this whole buildup. Mm-hmm. Oh, and before that, Ethan and his daughter go to visit Gary in hospital. Mm-hmm. Or is that before? Yeah, it's before. Right? It is before. Yes. Um, uh, Ethan, uh, Ethan and Daisy go to visit Gary. Uh, but obviously the hospital staff is like, you don't know who he you don't even know his name we can't right we can't let but you in luckily Ugh. they run into rachel who's like oh my gosh you're the guy everything's so great He's yeah fine. she's just a <laughs> bottle of sunshine yeah that's that's it that's her whole shtick yeah she's she a bottle of sunshine and she's very supportive and happy um and you love to see it. Love to see it. We love when when women are thriving. You know what I mean? Um, right. Living their best lives. Um, but obviously, they they start a bond. They start they start talking. They start, um, you know, creating that. Ooh, are these two gonna get together? Vibe that we love to see. Yeah, that's called flirting. They start flirting with oh. each other. Oh, is that, is that? Oh, d- I, okay. I need to write that down because clearly I don't know yeah, what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though no, that's what okay. they're doing, and it's oh, like, got it. I get. I mean, they they. It's so funny these first couple times that Ethan and Rachel hang out. It's like they're clearly being flirty. It's like you gotta know. Yeah. That you're on a line here. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And they don't seem to, like, they're avoiding that whole issue that they're, like, literally flirting with each yeah. other. Do you when think... they're supposed to be in other relationships. That's what I was going to say. So do you think that, I don't, that this happens with people who are in relationships? And not to say that either of them are unhappy, because they establish pretty clearly that these two are actually, like, pretty into their partner um, mm-hmm. in this movie. So do you think that, like like relation people in relationships they're more likely to like flirt as freely with people when they're like oh but I it's fine because I'm not gonna do anything about it I have a boyfriend it's fine I think that can play into it I think in this movie in particular it's one of those things where like they were in the relationships they were in for like the wrong reasons but Mm -hmm. they it took see like being connect having a connection with someone else in a different way for them to see those the the shortcomings of their own relationships because I do think yeah they're pretty into their partners but with Ethan and Vanessa you have this whole thing where he wants to move back to New York he feels it's like where it needs he needs to be she hates New York would never move there he's trying to get a job in New York without telling yeah the woman he's about to ask to marry him it's true that he wants to get another job. So I think his motivation is mostly like he's trying to find a new motherly presence for his daughter. Mm. So like, yeah, he's into Vanessa. She's a beautiful, nice, cool woman, but they're simply not compatible. Right. And then the thing with Gary and Rachel is Rachel has all of this hope in Gary's potential of the partner he could be because when they met, she like holds on to this thing that when they met, he... Um, she accidentally left his bracelet, her bracelet with him when she was tattooed by him. And then he like ran across town to Astoria um, to, to bring it back, her, to bring it back to her. Right. And so she puts a lot of stock in that of like, this is a guy who will do something like that for me. So every time he doesn't do show up for her like that, she's like, oh, but I know he can. Right. Because of that. Oof. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so so do 
uh, Ethan and um, Rachel have their like walk along the river before Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, it's like Christmas Eve night or some night, whatever. Um, Daisy and Vanessa are busy. They're or Vanessa's at- not in town. Yeah. Vanessa's not in town yet. She's late. Um, oh, right. Daisy goes and hangs out with her friend, has dinner with her friend. So Ethan has an unexpectedly free evening. Rachel had invited him to come by, like, the bakery or the restaurant where she works. Right. He ends up taking her up on it. Uh, they hang out. They're clearly connecting. He's telling her about the book that he wrote and how it was a disaster. And she's like, my first restaurant was a disaster. And then she's, like, really encouraging and supporting him to write another book. Yes. Um, Yes, and, they, and she talks have, a lot about Cornettos. She talks a lot about Cornettos. <laughs> Honestly, I, I wasn't paying enough attention. That whole kind of metaphor th- flew over my head. It, it flew over <laughs> my head, too. But the passion with which she was talking about a bread-based item, I was like, I get You relate it. to that. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's how I relate most to this movie. The amount of bread she consumes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Thank you. I get it. It's bread called representation. Awesome. Um, <laughs> it's called bread presentation. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just, Dead. just kill me. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't worry about me. Throw me out with the trash. No, um, <laughs> I love your so, bread puns. Oh my god, thank you. You're welcome. So then, the ne- everything's still going. Like they've got this little. They had this little flirtation. It's fine. They're never gonna hang out again. Even though she takes a little bottle of Bailey's or whatever that she poured into his hot cocoa and like saves it because mm-hmm. she has some kind of sentimental attachment to this evening with him. Of course she does. Of course she does. Um, He's beautiful. Sexy, sexy man. Stranger man. He's a writer. He's very passionate about it. He tells her the idea he has for his next book, which actually sounds mm-hmm. very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would have saved that Bailey's too. Yeah, and it's another, I mean, it's another one of those things where it's like, people like this? A guy with a kid and a dead wife? This is what people want? I don't know why it's such a huge, like, subgenre of romance, but people seem to like it. People think that's romantic, so whatever. Yeah, there's something Uh, about, I guess there's something about a man caring about anything other than himself um, that people are drawn to. Yeah, and he's proven that he care you hear how loving he he can be and you're like yeah. oh i didn't know it could be like that it's like the sleepless in seattle thing but mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. anyway christmas morning rachel op- uh vanessa opens her present it's earrings and she's like oh yes. they're so cute and then the kid plays it off so well she's like yeah <laughs> we got them just for you <laughs> and <laughs> oh kids and then, they say the darndest things they truly do rachel opens her present and it's the engagement ring mm-hmm. and uh gary is like yeah let yeah and he seems like did he like not maybe he thinks he did it but he didn't remember or like but he's. He I don't think compu- he checks his receipts later, and he's right. like, "How did I only spend three hundred dollars on that ring? There's no way." <laughs> yeah, this is okay. I don't know if this is the toxic part of me, but like, maybe I'm just as stupid as Rachel is. I'm not sure, but I mean, obviously, we all know that he was lying because we're watching this movie. But at the same time, his proposal is still kind of cute. Like, am I wrong for thinking that the way that he's no. just like, oh, um. Yeah, let's do like you're you're great and I li- yeah, yeah and I like you a lot and let's get married. Um, it's actually kind of cute, but he's obviously like so. Here's the thing about Gary. I don't think Gary is like a bad person. I think Gary is just one of those like no effort people who yeah kind of through dumb luck end up with people who are high effort and so they're able to kind of fill in all of the gaps of this person's life Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily maliciously take advantage of it but they definitely benefit from it right so it was like it's one of those situations where like he his the biggest issue that she has with him is that he's always late yeah and he doesn't do anything to fix it but it's not like he's out cheating on her. You know what I mean? Like the bar's on the floor, obviously. But like, 
you, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I can't be like mad at Gary. Yeah, I mean, he's but he's not, not like, great. He's not. He's not doing anything evil. But that's the thing is, you don't need someone doesn't need to be doing something horrible to break up with. Him. I know. <laughs> and it does come out that like that whole story about yeah. him running to Astoria that he let her believe for all of these years was not true. He was right. actually he actually just kept her bracelet on him for whatever reason. We never get into that. It's probably like, in a pocket. It's it? like yeah, go to a pawn shop. And he was actually running. It was like chance that they ran into each other while he was going to like a hookup. Yeah. And he just never told her that, uh, which is like that. Yeah, you should have told her that that she, she was built because she kept referring back to this one instance of proof that he could be the person she wanted him to be. And it was fake. It was not real. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but it's hard, too, because I'm like, did she ever continue to break up bring up that story to him or did she only bring it up to other people when it was about Gary I think she brought it up because the way it comes out is like at their engagement party I mean we switched so much we skipped so much it's stuff fast. so lots of, at the it's we'll so like, back <laughs> at the their engagement party his friend who he's known since they got together his cousin Kate, and he or yes. his cousin was like spilling all of this stuff saying like oh it's so wild that he ran into you that night blah, blah 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 and like it's clear that this is something they have talked about right to me I thought it was it seemed like because it seemed like Gary was like you know like trying to get him not to talk about it but maybe I was just reading into it yeah to me it didn't seem so much that like Rachel and Gary had had the conversation of like but remember when you were so sweet it seemed more like anecdotal like relationship yeah like an anecdotal relationship story and I think the story itself of him like the real story of him going there to have a hookup he never told the reason he didn't tell her was because of the hookup part not because she cherished this idea that he brought her the bracelet right right yeah no that makes sense and I think it's also like one of those things where he's like wait like if he didn't know that she held that in such a force he's like wait that's why you've been doing all this stuff for me. Right, right. Like, he, like he doesn't really know what's going on. Right, because it turns out this person that she has loved for these past years is not who he is right. at all. Right, Um, And that's even shown in the movie, you know, Ethan goes to see Rachel after the failed proposal, sees that Rachel's wearing the engagement ring. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so Gary, is he the kind of person who would like steal an engagement? Obviously, he doesn't say those right. words, but like, um, this is where Ethan finds out that the stuff got switched, right? And he wants his ring back because why wouldn't he want it back? He and spent clearly, so much money on it, right? And clearly, Rachel doesn't know because Rachel keeps again using this ring as reasons that she, that maybe Gary is the person that she thought he was and right. is, is a good guy and will try harder because he must have been saving up all this money to buy this ring um and that was kind of proof of how much he cared about her right stuff, in her mind clearly these people don't talk to each other not enough. at all I, I the lack of communication in these relationships is like stressing me out the only person with any sense is rachel's best friend terry who is just kind of like rachel He's he cancels on you constantly. You just need to break up with him. Terry has never liked Gary. Also, why are their characters named Terry and Gary? So too similar. Too similar. Change one of them. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. Writers do better, or at least let them have New York accents. So they're calling him Gary, you know, (laughs) instead of Gary. They're calling him Gary, you know, and and she's Terry and Gary, you know. Then they sound different. <clears throat> but you're not gonna let them they still sound too similar to me like but i love that you want them to just have heavy knee <laughs> <laughs> it's like i love the movie it was super cute but like a but little should... unrealistic if you ask <laughs> they should... me they should have <laughs> they should had, had new york obnoxious accents <laughs> just like the thickest <laughs> they should have all sounded like fran drescher yes a hundred um, agreed hard agree <laughs> So yeah, Ethan then goes to Gary, Gary, 
and is like, hey, <laughs> I want my ring back. Yeah. And Gary's like, no. <laughs> no, he doesn't even say no. He's just He's like, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. what you're talking about. <laughs> when very clearly he knows what, he does. You know what, you're ta- what we're talking about. Um, and then he's awful. like, why are you hanging out with Rachel? He's Gary starts to get a little bit, you know, up in arms. Yeah, because when a man protective. like that walks in and starts hanging out with your girl. Absolutely. He's yeah, Mr. Steal Your Girl. You know what I mean? That is Mr. St- oh, I have never seen someone more aptly named. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that should have been. That should have that been. That guy walks name. into the room. Your girl's getting stolen. If it's his will, it's his way. Yeah. 100%. Do you think I would tell that man no? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. Those eyes. Ooh, that smile. He's ooh. gorgeous. Come on. Get out of here. Not my type. I don't like good looking guys. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone who's ever dated Shelby is listening to this podcast, just just pretend you didn't hear it. Just just ignore that last sentence. I am. I I just uh, like those when they're too classically handsome like that. It's true. It doesn't work for me. Something about it. I'm not attracted to it. I want. I, I gotta have something. You gotta have something weird <laughs> about you. <God>. Not <laughs> weird. <laughs> Not weird. I guess just something like something unconventional to, to grip onto. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, wow. Visually, we not don't, like. Okay, Shelby. No need to take us into your bedroom. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm a I'm a prude. Oh, I've never. I've never even imagined a naked body. No, neither have I. That's why we have a podcast. Yes. <laughs> that and to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, That's that and to hear ourselves talk, obviously. Um, so they eventually, okay, it's immediately after that, because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, what's he going to do? What's Ethan going to do? Is Ethan going to confront Rachel? Is he going to tell Rachel about this? Mm-hmm. Is, is Gary going to tell Rachel? No. Rachel just goes to Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just on one of her like would you classify Rachel as kind of a manic manic pixie dream girl a little bit? Oh yeah. She has definitely. a little more depth than your usual ones, but she definitely has that I'm just going to eat a Cornetto and stroll through yeah. the streets of New York City and happen upon the Tiffany Listen, store. <laughs> if you're giving speeches about Cornettos. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You're a manic pixie dream girl. You're but right. she goes to Tiffany's and she tells the the person cashier what do you call him salesperson Mm -hmm. hey i don't know how to take care of this ring it's my first ring. i think she just wants to be in the place and also i think she might have some suspicions that like like how much should he pay for this ring? (laughs) you know yeah she wants wants, (laughs) she wants to get as much information as she possibly can and you gotta respect it you gotta um so that's where the cashier is like i or the salesperson is like i remember selling that ring uh to your fiance and his adorable daughter they had great taste i know who's right making the right decision blah 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 blah. and she's like oh my god (gasps) (laughs) oh my god so that's what happened so then she immediately goes to talk to gary yes well no she immediately goes to the bakery and starts making a bunch of rye bread she starts making a lot of rye bread now i will say i zoned out a little bit in the scene okay that's fair I can tell I'm not it. sure I... what she decided to do or how it happened. Okay, so she decides to go back to her bakery or restaurant. I don't know. Is she a baker yeah. or is she a chef? They don't. Yeah. She seems more like a, a baker, but it's fine. She's a chef. Um, and she starts making rye because rye is her thinking bread. It's her thinking bread. Um, that's when Gary shows one. up. We all, <laughs> we all have a thinking bread. Um, <laughs> mine is pumpernickel. That's not true. I've never eaten pumpernickel bread, I don't think. Um, I've never had a thought in my head while I eat carbs. (laughs) As it should be. That's the only way. Um, Especially with bread. Anyway, Gary shows up. Terry is obviously like, the fuck did you do, bro? She's been baking all day like a crazy person. We don't need that much bread. He goes back to talk to her. And that's where she basically is like, hey, uh, when were you going to tell me? right that this uh ring is not yours she she starts questioning him to be fair and is like trying to get him to confess which he obviously doesn't um and he's just like you know and she's like yeah i know so they have a conversation um 
where she basically is like, if I didn't get this ring, would you even like if the ring didn't exist, would you still want to marry me? And he's like, yeah, of course. So they have like this really cute kind of moment. Again, yeah. Gary's not a bad guy. He's just stupid and doesn't do anything. Um, and she deserves more. So they decide that they're going to have an engagement party on New Year's Eve to celebrate their engagement. And she tells him we're going to give the ring back. Um, And she tells him that she told Ethan to come to the to the shop. So Ethan gets there and she's Gary's basically like, what do you want to do? And she's like, just go home. I got it. Um, She covers for it. She covers for him. (laughs) It's like, bro, this is your fucking mess. Um. So she's still baking. That's when Daisy comes in and they start baking bread together, which earlier is referenced uh, that Daisy liked to bake bread poorly with her mother back when her mom was alive. So they have Mm -hmm. this really cute little moment of baking bread when Ethan and dead mom bonding as you do. And Ethan comes in and they have a conversation where she basically apologizes and says, I'm so sorry that Gary did that because... That's what you do. You apologize for your man. No. Right? You should not have to apologize <laughs> oh, darn for it. someone else's behavior. Give me my pen back. I need to make another note. <laughs> Don't do it, Sam. Um, obviously, she shouldn't have. But so they have a nice conversation. She basically is like, yeah, um, Gary will call you uh, and make arrangements. But here, take this nice loaf of bread that I made for you congratulations to you and now he leaves why doesn't she give him the ring then i mean on purpose because we find out that she did accidentally bake it into the loaf she of didn't bread. accidentally bake it in she purposefully baked it in she purposely baked it yeah. into the loaf of bread is that not obvious i don't know so here's the thing too is that i watched this movie when i watched it to take notes i watched this movie with my mom and my sister and my mom yeah. said the same thing she's like why doesn't she just give him back the ring now um my mom had some other choice words uh for that particular scene but I knew that the the ring was going to be in the bread yeah so I think she wanted to help Ethan have a like unique and grand moment to propose to what's her name Vanessa Mm -hmm. since she basically she didn't Gary did but she basically ruined his first time trying to propose to this woman so she wanted to like provide a special unique way but why but she doesn't ever say that and she doesn't she should have told him she should have been like listen I feel like it was an accident no I don't think it is because when they're like oh where's your where is the ring by the way and they they all kind of like get a look on their face do they um I don't remember I don't Dude. remember, but I thought it was on purpose. It felt on well, purpose. Well, if she know. did it on purpose, why would she p- not tell him that the ring was That's in the bread? That's the mistake <laughs> that I think she made. She should have been like, here. Why would make she sure think Vanessa she- eats this bread tonight? <laughs> why would she think she could decide how know. he he proposes Because she's to- a romantic little well, manic pixie dream girl, Shelby. Is what she- she- it is true. Stupid. She should have told him. Because she should have told because him. then he is just as surprised by the ring showing up as as Vanessa is, which exactly. is not how you want to start off a proposal. No, that night he slices into the bread, and then they're fighting over the bread, and then the ring comes out, and Vanessa's like, "Oh my god, I'll marry you." He didn't mean to propose to her. Yeah. So now, even though he meant to propose to her before, and now he didn't mean to, and it didn't work, and now right. he didn't mean to propose to her, and he did, and but it did happen. She just fucking talked to each other the whole time when she opened the earrings mm. and it, I was like, why are they lying? Why are they? Why wouldn't she be? He'd be like, oh, my God, those are cute. But like, that's, that's not, not what, what I got, got you. you. Something must have gotten messed up. I'm so sorry, babe. I, I'll sort this out. Here's a kiss in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's established very poorly that that Ethan thinks Vanessa is like a bit judgy. Yeah. And she's so not supportive she's not supportive allegedly. And yeah. so I think because earlier in the movie, there's that scene where he like couldn't find his phone and he mm-hmm. didn't want Daisy to tell Vanessa that he couldn't find his phone because um, she was going to like yell at him. I don't know. Is she his mother? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, he constantly loses his phone. That's yeah, one of his character. That's traits. like his thing. 
Yeah. You know, it's just that everyone We've has all a thing. got a thing. We've, We've all, got, all thing. got one. He's the guy yeah. who loses his phone. Um, We've all got a thing. We've all got a thinking bread. Uh, you know what? Facts. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably why he didn't tell her. It's a very, yeah. very weak excuse, but... That's, I mean, that's what they were going but, for. But I get it. I well, I while you're in the relationship, you make dumb decisions all the time. It's yes. really hard to see what it looks like from the outside. Where it's like, oh yeah, I should have stepped away from that a while ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to keep making excuses for myself and for that person over yeah. and over again. Uh, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, it, it is weird though that she didn't just straight up tell him that the ring was in the bread i don't think it was an accident now you have me questioning i guess you're gonna have to watch because, it again because i'm like 98 percent sure she did that shit on purpose but that two well, percent that two percent there is you that two percent is you i didn't even consider going, that <laughs> it, like didn't even consider that as an option <laughs> i'm two percent you're like Shelby. a little elf yeah yeah that's me the yeah. gremlin in the machine so where so were we oh yeah so they get the bread proposes. oh vanessa is like oh my god i'm gonna call the restaurant that this bread is from yes and try to book a table for new year's eve they're having they're obviously terry answers the phone it's like I'm having a private party new year's eve right and then when terry realizes who's calling her she's like you know what? I think I could squeeze you in. And we love it. Terry we love is a, a chaotic, chaotic <laughs> friend. Exactly. Terry knows what's up. She so like that night at the party. Mm-hmm. First of all, all that stuff happens where um, Rachel finds out that Gary had not been coming to return her bracelet all those years right. ago. That, yes, that happens literally right before literally Ethan, Vanessa, right before. and Daisy walk in. So li- so. Rachel and Gary break up right there mm-hmm. pre-party, on the spot on the spot in in the kitchen they come out to find Ethan and his family walking in mm-hmm. and Terry is immediately like I did not think this through <laughs> <laughs> I did not think this through we love it we love to see it meanwhile Terry's like in a secure loving relationship with her adorable wife oh my I god I wanted 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 more of them yeah, I wanted more cute. of the wife. She was super cute. And the way that they, like, their dialogue back and forth was very, very cute. So I wanted more of them in this movie. That's my one hard negative about this yes. film. More of Terry and her wife. More um, Terry. Oh, also, it should be mentioned that the ring did not, in fact, fit Vanessa. It was oh. too small. Got him. It's called it too small fate. or too bad? Fit too it was big. too small. Mm. Yeah, because I she like puts it on and it only goes it to will, like here. It, nice. Yeah, cute. So um, meanwhile, it fit it fit fit Rachel like a, it did fit, a fucking glove. They're just fine. It was. Um, it's the Cinderella um, paradigm that we have here. Exactly. We grew up on that Disney nonsense mm-hmm. about rings fitting. Uh, so <laughs> and you the know. slipper, you know the that Disney slipper. nonsense. Yeah. Sh- Listen, Sam, it makes sense if you don't think about it too hard. That's cool. Um, so that everything comes out mm-hmm. that that ring was her like, oh, wait, what happened here? Why? What's going on? Vanessa's like, did you even mean to propose? And she had also found out from talking to one of his friends that he was trying to move to New York. Right. And obviously there's this whole, you know, thing. Um, yes. So she goes away. Ethan and Vanessa break up. She Vanessa goes back to L.A. Yes, and then very Ethan is amical talk- breakup. Yeah, I would say. yeah, yeah. Yes, on both sides. Ethan's talking to his kid or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta go try." So he comes. They, she comes up with this insane idea. Yeah, which is to drop off, ha- have someone deliver a bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. with a note to the restaurant where they don't even really know. If she's there. If she's there that day. Yeah. If Rachel's there that day. Or what time she would be there. Right. Or or if she would be free to yeah. do something. His phone gone. He loses he of lost course. it again. So it's not like he can just Classic. you know, text her. Mm-hmm. Which, wow, what a way to get around the whole, you know, this would all be solved if 
they just had cell phones kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he just loses his phone all the time. Can't work. So he leaves her a note to be like, meet me this afternoon in this place. How does he know that she's going to be free that afternoon? So he's standing out there all that afternoon. Um, hours. Ter- <laughs> hours. Terry gets the, the note and, and doesn't realize what it is at first. And then finally, she and her wife look at the note and are like, oh, my God, we have to rush this over to Rachel. Rachel's like, oh, my God. I got to go. Like, yeah. She's like, I got to go. So she goes and meets him. And they get to make out in front of his daughter. Like yeah. you always wanted. As just like It's like everyone's, everyone's dream. dream. <laughs> to make out in front of a guy's daughter. That's what all those romance books are <laughs> written about. Cut two, and this is one of the most annoying parts to me. I love one it. year later, yes. one single year, a single after year after these people broke up with their longtime partners, mm-hmm. immediately got together, mm-hmm. and one year later, they're having a party, and he is proposing to Rachel. Ethan is proposing to Rachel. Correct. One year. Correct. Could you imagine? Yes. As someone who firmly believes that when I finally meet the person that I will marry, it will be a very short courtship. I do believe <laughs> a year will. I will probably get married in under a year, if I'm being completely honest. Wow. And and if you say anything about it, I'll be like, nah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't judge you. <laughs> I got married to someone in two months. Um, so. <laughs> that is true. So as someone who did, get, in fact, get married after two months, how are you going to yell at these people for it being because just a year? I did, I did not. I should not have done that. It was not a smart decision I made. I didn't do it because it was like a good, solid foundation for a relationship. You know, when you know, you know, Shelby. That's and... what they say. But I don't. that doesn't apply to me. <laughs> I don't get to live okay. that way. Well, when I these have, people knew, they knew. You know what I mean? Good for them. Happy for them. They were playing I, I for keeps. I longer. Yeah, sure. Um, yes, it is one. In fact, one year later, um, he proposes. They live happily ever after, dancing with his child in the restaurant. The end. The end. That's it. That's all there is to the movie. Do you... <laughs> I want to keep as med- as much of that long pause in as possible. I want people to think, is it over? Um, I was like, Sam must have something else to say about this movie. She's watched three times. I didn't watch it three times. I only watched it twice. Two times. I watched it once on my own and once for the podcast. So technically, I only watched it once for myself. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, <clears throat> mainly... Uh, okay. So I think the biggest message of this movie is that you have to like do things with your heart and not do things with your head. Yeah. Stop telling people that because most people (laughs) are stupid. And when you tell them that they think that that's real and it's not. Yes. Do I think that some things you should do based on gut instinct? Of course. If you, if, like for me in the future, when I meet my future husband and we get married after six months, <laughs> it will a hundred percent be like, I just know that I have to do this. I just know that we are in love and we are going to get married. Cool. I know the difference. <laughs> like I know how to weigh pros and cons, right? Right. I think these kinds of decisions, maybe not, maybe like lower stakes things don't aren't don't really factor into that because if it's like low stakes who cares but like this man has a kid you know he there's there's so much more at stake uh for him in a situation like that um you know she's a business owner she has a whole bit like she can't yes I think a lot of it is just kind of like um throwing yourself out into the universe and expecting the universe to catch you um but a lot of it is also the planning it's like she talks about her failed business uh her first restaurant that failed right yeah everything that she learned from that experience is what is able to make her second restaurant successful and I think it's the same with relationships as well it's like everything regardless of if it was a good or bad relationship you learn from them and you have to use some level of rationality when you're making decisions for your relationships in the future. They don't yeah. all need to be these like long drawn out pros and cons lists. Of course not. That's just ridiculous. But there still has to be like a level of 
of responsibility that you have to kind of figure things out. Yeah. It, you, you learn something from every relationship. Sometimes it takes more than once uh, to learn the same lesson. That just means you haven't learned the lesson yet. Right, going. right. Um, and so I guess maybe they'll be able to use everything they took from this relationship they immediately left. Uh, yeah. And make sure that this new one between Ethan and Rachel works out. Yeah. And I think it's it's very obvious that Rachel and Ethan are more suited to each other. I think they complement each other very well in yeah. the way that they think and you know the conversation the way that, that they, they have. love New York the they city love New York that never sleeps. they love bread they Listen, love bread there uh, are there are 50 year long marriages that have been founded on less you know that's true I uh, they've been founded on we lived next door I guess <laughs> it wasn't anyone else in town um, there's nobody else in my age range in this small <laughs> town so that's it I, oh my God, what was I thinking about? I totally lost it. I was going to talk about someone in this movie. No. I was going to talk about, about, I was going to have a thought about the movie. (gasps) I was going to do my job as a podcaster talking about a movie. And I cannot for the life of me remember what I was going to say. It's just, it's just out of my head. New York. New York. That was it. Got it. These, okay. New, Okay. Rom-coms love having people get hit by a car, obviously. Obviously. Also, there are all these rom-coms that love New York and and movies that like... There's a whole movie named after it. New York, I love you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but movies, rom-coms like this set in New York, they're always like, oh, New York is oh, so special. But suck a New York's dick. Um, <laughs> for- <laughs> suck a New York's dick like the dirty whore they are and, I, and obviously Hollywood does this too it's not like only New York but the way that this movie was like oh yeah New York the, Vanessa sucks because she doesn't fit in in New York and she hates New York but our characters they love New York and so <laughs> special and it was just like I, dude Relax, I don't think guys. New York wants you like no. New York Stop trying so hard. You're trying too hard. New York. New York didn't gonna, pick you. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Move on. New York's not cool with this. <laughs> no, not at all. It. They didn't show a single trash mountain in this movie. Right. <laughs> not a single rat was to yeah. be seen. This is fake New York people. They didn't go in the subway. Come on. No, they talked about the subway. Yes. They when Vanessa about it. was like upset that she had to go on the sub or had to take the subway and there wasn't right. Wi Fi. Right. And they just mention it. But no, can't shoot there. Do you think they were even in New York <laughs> to shoot the movie? <laughs> they were in like, downtown LA. They were um, in downtown LA or they were in like Vancouver or something. Like, <laughs> probably. We should maybe let's look up and see. Yeah, where. look it up. Let's, let's see where the location. I'll talk about. I'm hungry. That is that what I should talk about? Is that <laughs> is that something we can talk about on this podcast? How hungry I am? How are, were you more hungry or less hungry after watching them consume that much bread? More hungry, right? Actually, I believe during the movie, I ordered. I DoorDashed milk bar Ooh. <laughs> and spent like 50 bucks on dessert. <laughs> Wait, that is actually, oh, that sounds so good right now. Yeah, I ate my remaining truffles for breakfast. <laughs> That's the way to go, man. Just eat those truffles. Yeah, it was delicious. Anyway. Um, the only other thing that I wrote down for this movie, they did in fact film in New York. Congratulations, guys. Um, good job. Good for you. Uh, next time, show us the subway so we know you're show really there. us the trash. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, which you kind of hit on, but maybe we can talk a tad bit more about it, is... Let's do it. Um, the fact that there, uh, Rachel and Gary's like little meet-cute, or what she thought was their meet-cute, was literally the linchpin in their relationship and the reason for their breakup, obviously, when she finds out the truth. But it's... It shows so, like, in that character of Rachel is so perfectly embodied this idea of falling in love with someone's potential versus who they actually are. Girl, I've been there. 
I've been there. Have you? I've done that. Tell me more. Oh. Like, I don't already know about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you a little story about old Shelves. Old Shelves. Old Shelves. <laughs> she's got this idea that people are mostly good. Mm. And you know what? She still believes it. But I, she I has realized true. that just thinking someone's good doesn't make them live up to that potential, no matter how hard you try. And that's the tale of old Shelby. We need a banjo playing under that. <laughs> a jug band. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we should definitely get that. Sam, edit that in there. Um Yes, it is so, it's such a common thing from like all of my friends have had, have had this experience at least once. Um, but I think it's, it's very, um, it's very just indicative of like dating culture. And it's like, people would rather be in a relationship where they're like, yeah, he doesn't help me or like make me happy, (laughs) but he doesn't, he doesn't hit me. He doesn't hit me. So... (laughs) So I might as well just stay with them because the alternative is what? The alternative is being out there in the cold, dark, single world. Mm. Who wants that? Nobody except me. I do. I want that. Single world's pretty dope. I it's dope. Say. I mean, I'm not in there anymore, but They're, I they just have a time. bad. They just have a bad PR person, the single, the single world. They just need a new PR agent. And then I think... I think people will finally start to under. I think people are starting to understand already. Actually, um, right. Well, if you don't under, if you don't enjoy anything about your life as a single person, what makes you think you're gonna enjoy your life just because a partner steps into the scene? You know, you gotta make 100% your. Hundred percent agree. You gotta make your life what you want it to be, and then find someone compatible with that. But well, that's just what what I realized. It doesn't take everyone that this is probably not news to other people. Like probably not. <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Other people are like, yeah, duh. Fucking of course. Yeah. But it's just this I like I understand the the impulse to want to believe the best in people and to believe that they can do the things that that you need in a partner. Right. Um but once they start showing you that they can't and not even that they can't that they will not there's like it's mm-hmm. if you've brought it up to them him or them multiple times like in this particular situation the whole gary being late thing right <clears throat> so much so that she gets him a watch for christmas right she's just like yeah and he's like yeah this is yeah i get it i'm uh, like this is I'm the, late all the, the, mo- the, li- the nicest hint i've ever right. <laughs> received because <laughs> he knows he he's so aware of the fact that he's always canceling and he's late and he mm-hmm. you know can't Give her the thing that she wants, which clearly her love language is quality time. Yeah. So he's just refusing to at this point because he's refusing to take the steps that he needs to take in order to fulfill this need of hers. I think it's what the way I was thinking about it is just like sometimes if your partner who you have a good relationship like messes up once, you know, or they're late mm-hmm. one time, you're not going to hold that against no. them. But you're you also, you also, what she did was the opposite, was she took the one time that he did show up and valued that over all of these other times that he didn't. And it's difficult because, of course, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt and you want your relationships to work out. People don't go into relationships being like, I don't want this to work out because then why would you go right. into it in the fr- I mean, some people are, you know, they got, they're messed up in the head. Like yeah. Me. Um, but I mean, I never did that, but like, you know, I can imagine. Personally, <laughs> I get into relationships for the validation, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, and male attention, obviously, uh, <laughs> it's just hard to break that idea of like, oh, the good thing of me would be to, uh, to be a good person. I should try to make this work out right. when it's really not, that's not how good you are as a person is not tied to how long your relationships last. Right. right? Um. So she was trying to hold on to that one little item and valuing it above all of these other negative things, the cons on her list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough, but you can't do that. I've been there too. I did that too, where, right? Where it's like this person is failing and disappointing me again and again, and we're unable to talk about it in a way that 
prevents it from happening or makes it right. less hurtful to either of us. Um, and just because you're holding on to the, like some that time when they weren't doing that or that yeah. or who you think they are, it doesn't mean that's going to change going forward. So right, you gotta you gotta be ruthless. You gotta in you your gotta judgment. take <laughs> wow ruthless. <laughs> well, you gotta take people as they are, and when they tell you who they are, believe them because. Right. And if that's not what you want, then that then your relationship simply doesn't you're not compatible. And that's the thing is like people can be good people. People can be perfectly valid people just the way they are and Mm -hmm. still not be compatible with each other. And it's okay. You don't have to like get mad at each other and you don't have to hurt each other for like once you realize that you can do it amicably. But, you know, I think people need to start approaching relationships kind of like a scientist. You know, you got to go in there with your thesis statement. This is a good, this person is a good person that I want to spend my time with, right? And then things happen, right? That's the evidence. He cancels on you a lot. He says things that are kind of mean. Right. But then maybe sometimes he like, I don't know, buys you extravagant gifts if that's your thing whatever and you collect all of this data and I think periodically you should reassess whether or not you want to stay in this experiment with this person now this is interesting because we did indicate (laughs) that this movie was about using your heart rather than your head yeah and yet the message it seems to send is that (laughs) you gotta use your head gotta use your head I I'm definitely a I'm an earth sign we love to (laughs) we are based in in earth you know we are based in reality Mm -hmm. we got to use those things there is an element to you know I I do think that there's an element to like the spiritualness of this of it all in the fact that this person even crosses your path I think that's a little like fady right the fact that we happen to be in the same coffee shop on the same day and that's how we met or whatever um but you gotta you gotta approach it like a scientist that's how it's gonna work that's how you're gonna find a relationship that suits you as well as suiting the other person right you can't decide it's gonna work up front and then yeah well listen I didn't know you gotta that, collect okay? the data you gotta collect <laughs> the data I was doing it wrong the whole time that's my that's my <laughs> my advice to 20 year olds if you're yeah. listening um as an old I would like to tell you as an old collect the data I had a and then a, make your decision and a fan a fan I had someone who watches my twitch stream who like when oh she said oh she's a fan when they found out that I had a boyfriend they Uh-oh. were like what <laughs> this is blowing my mind I'm like and and my boyfriend was there in the chat like like yeah you know <laughs> like, yeah it me oh you thought you thought she was single and just doing this all for you huh <laughs> um, and but I'm sitting there like I don't think that's it I don't know what's going on with this kid obviously I know my boyfriend's right that the kid is like jealous but like but I was like never gonna assume that <laughs> anyway kids they say the darndest things they really Um, do but yeah this i like this movie i thought it was cute um and like i said with with amazon prime it really is a toss-up and considering some of the more awful movies i've seen (laughs) on amazon this was one of the better ones yeah i uh found it to be uh middling and unmemorable but i didn't hate it yeah i think that's what most people would say about most rom-coms that's true that's true so that's where we are as a society yeah and you know where else we are on instagram <laughs> facebook twitter <laughs> at the rom-com place. she's done it folks sam has taken over as the segue queen yes. <laughs> that is literally my shining moment i'm going into the new year with just the 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 brightest trajectory forward Congratulate her on her meteoric ascent (laughs) by emailing us at theromcomplex at gmail.com. And hey, if you like what you're listening to here, we also have bonus content on our Patreon. And it's getting pretty, if I do say so myself, it's getting pretty hot over there. So you should definitely check us out, patreon.com slash theromcomplex. Hell yeah, we're working through many episodes about Bridgerton season two. 
Uh, it's going great. You're going to hear all oh, the yeah. delightful things we have to say about Anthony Bridgerton mm-hmm. and his foibles. <laughs> foibles. And we're going to be adding a lot more content soon, so you will definitely get your money's worth with the... We've got a $5 level and a $10 level. If you do the $10 level, you get to hear your name. We're going to say the name of our $10 patron, Catherine W. Hello. Hello. You get that kind of treatment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rolling the out the red carpet. Uh, but definitely keep an eye out. The rom, uh, Patreon.com slash the ROM complex because we've got a lot more stuff rolling out. And most of all, most importantly, I'm going to need all of you in this new year. Mm. To keep falling in love with yourself. Bye. Bye. Okay, owl. Ooh.